you love to connect with donors? Are you interested in overseeing a portfolio of donors and connecting them with the impact their support is having? Named one of the best Christian workplaces in Canada, Focus on the Family Canada is looking for a full-time donor cultivation specialist to join our dynamic team in Langley, BC. If you or someone you know feels called to serve families while growing in their skills, explore current job openings today at focusonthefamily.ca slash employment. It's impossible to have a healthy prayer life and also have a prideful orientation toward God and a prideful orientation toward one another. So prayer is very, very humbling when you do it honestly. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that oftentimes we just crank up the volume in our prayers and we just pray we get through whatever we need to recite. We forget to let the Lord actually bear His weight on us. That's Ryan Frederick, and he joins us today on Focus on the Family, along with his wife, Selena, and together they'll be encouraging you to draw closer to God and closer to your spouse through prayer. Thanks for joining us today. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, prayer is an underappreciated activity in the Christian life. It's not always at the top of our to-do list, but it should be. I saw a study a while back that showed that less than 1% of couples who pray together every day end in divorce. Hmm. I mean, that that's amazing, but it shows the power of prayer in your marriage. And I'm reminded of the German pastor, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said praying for one another is the heartbeat of the Christian community. And if you're married, this applies to your relationship with your spouse as well, maybe especially. Uh, Gene and I try to pray together every morning. We read the Word together, and uh, you know, some days we miss it because of schedules and things like that. But more often, we are getting together and doing that, and I'm really happy for us. Uh, We don't want to induce guilt today. We get the schedules and the kids and stage of life, but we do want to encourage you in this area and give you the tools you need to enjoy the gift that prayer is. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, our guests are Ryan and Selena Frederick. Uh, They're authors, speakers, and podcast hosts. Their website is called Fierce Marriage, and they've written a number of books. And uh, one we're going to be highlighting today is called 40 Prayers for My Wife, and there's an accompanying book, 40 Prayers for My Husband. Look for your copies of those books at focusonthefamily.ca. Ryan and Selena, welcome back to Focus. It's good yes. to have you. Thank we you for having us. This is a joy. Yeah. Coming all the way from the big state of Washington. Yes, the rainy <laughs> state of Washington. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, we'd like some of that rain, <laughs> but it's okay. Hey, let me say, uh, you know, again, I mentioned that guilt complex and all that, but most Christians know that prayer is important, but many of us, we just don't build it into our regular program. I guess the obvious question is, why do you think that is? When the power of prayer, the testimony of what prayer does out of scripture, and then we just kind of bump along in this life. Yeah. I, you know, Tim Keller had a thought on this and I'm going to butcher the quote, but he said something to the effect of, uh, we don't pray uh, because we don't think we need God. Right. And I think no Christian in their right mind would come out of the gate and say, yeah, I don't need God. Therefore I don't pray. No, we functionally don't think we need God. So mm-hmm. we go about our day. I mean, I find myself, it's like uh, I'm laying down in bed at night and I'm realizing this is the first time I've actually thought about God. I've mm-hmm. thought about needing him. I've thought about praying to him, let alone praying for my wife and contending on behalf of my wife. So I think it's a matter of need and on some level, deep pride. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, ironically, modernity does provide a lot of ease for us. If we were hunting and gathering for our food, I think we'd be praying a lot more. I know I would because I'm pathetic (laughs) at it. But, uh, you know, only prayer would be uh, required there. But, you know, that's part of it, right? Our needs are generally met just through modernity. You know, the fact that we go to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. that sounds odd, but just stop and think about that, what those that have gone before us had to do. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're praying often just to find something to eat, right? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. I believe there was a particular season, Ryan, when you struggled to pray because you were consumed with work. I think all of us, men and women that are working outside the home are going, right. yeah, I mean, you're thinking about it. You're not sure if you've done the, you know, all the things that go into that, the 14 things I have to yeah. do tomorrow. It's when I hear myself saying all that, it does sound like an excuse. Yeah, I think as a husband and as a man, I think the tendency is to, I want to provide. I want to be the problem solver. I want to be the one out, you know, in the community solving problems, in our lives solving problems. And I just get so self-sustaining, self-focused, right? Mm. And there was a season in our lives and in our work. So we do that. We write full-time. We we do the podcast full-time. It's a business. And it was not going well recently. And so I was just wanting to buckle down and work harder, you know, grind harder, put in longer hours, get up earlier. And I just realized I was doing it completely on my own strength. And the Lord graciously convicted me. And just Can I me, ask you, did that conviction come through Selena? <laughs> it always does. <laughs> if your marriage is like my marriage, yeah. the Lord speaks through Gene often. Yeah. yeah, seriously. And that's a grace of God. And yeah, to an extent. Mm-hmm. And I think I just resolved with that conviction to open every morning with this line in my journal, and you can see it uh, just a few months ago. Lord, I need you more than I need revenue. I need you more than I need to get this done. I need you more than I need whatever that thing is that I'm putting, that I'm trying to solve myself. Boy, now you're touching on And it completely calibrates my heart now mm-hmm. to work out of a place of God is my provider, not me. Yeah. And that's so freeing and Which so liberating. The same goes for a wife, right, and a mother. We wake up and kids are, they come in hot in the morning. They're just ready to go. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. starting the day. And so as a mom, I can very easily just jump into making breakfast, jump into whatever the next thing is, instead of humbly calibrating myself, coming to mm. the Lord first, sitting at the feet of Jesus, reminding myself that these little blessings God's given to me mm. for a short time to steward. Oh, okay, stop and breathe my savior, he sustains me, yeah. right? When he was tempted in the desert, he told the enemy, he told the devil, it's not by bread alone that I'm sustained, right? right. But mm-hmm. by every word of God. And so how, if Jesus says those things, how yeah. dare I step out of that lane, right? Yeah, I so appreciate that, yeah. And it's, I mean, I can think of those days, I mean, especially with younger kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's chaos pretty much right the from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're in bed. They're coming, mommy, mommy, mommy. Yeah. You know, whoa, okay, what do I have here? I used to get up at five in the morning when I was a little kid. I, my poor mom. Oh, my. I mean, Why does this not surprise me? Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I still get up at five in the morning. <laughs> I go to bed early, yeah. let me tell you. But I mean, that point of the energy. And I think the, the question, Selena, I'd ask from the mom side of this, that sounds angelic. In fact, when you were saying that, I heard mm. angelic music playing. <laughs> Stop and say, Lord. But how do you how do you practice that Absolutely, to where it can yeah. become a habit I, for you, So a good habit? Uh, I don't totally right now. I don't get to pre-kids, you know, I'll get my journal, my Bible, three hours in the morning, God's good, right? <laughs> but hours. when kids Sorry, come hours, around, like okay. you said, kids come, there's energy. 
uh, usually the prayers happen as I'm making breakfast, as we're doing dishes. God, thank you that I get to feed these little beans. I pray that I wouldn't just feed their <laughs> tummies, but I'd feed their souls. Help me, Lord, uh, as we wash dishes, that I wouldn't grumble about the mess, but I would remind myself that you've given us this life and that I get to enjoy this mess and this life uh, sustain me mm-hmm. because I already feel tired and it's 5.05 in the right. morning. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, I so, so appreciate that. And it's, it is an attitude and getting that attitude of prayer right. And, you know, you're right. It doesn't have to be on your knees mm-hmm. in front of your couch or something like that. That's great if you can do that, but it's in your activities. Yep. Praying, praying without ceasing definitely is a it's mm. a heart orientation and it's a humility and a recognition uh, that I, I'm not yeah. my savior. I'm not now, my savior. I think a lot of us are going, oh, yeah, I, I pray for my kids often. Let's zero in on praying for our spouses. Uh, not so often, uh, right? Right. It's easy to pray for your kids, I think. Easier. Yeah. Sometimes the spouse prayer can be a little more difficult because you don't know my husband, Selena. Right. You know, that's <laughs> right. one of the things that women right. are going to say or vice versa. Absolutely. And uh, so I guess that right question is how does prayer the benefit of prayer for one another as a spouse, mm-hmm. how does that benefit your relationship? I mean, just to be completely candid, that's okay, right, on the show? Absolutely. Uh, we were at, we had a fight just recently, I mean, within days. A discussion. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> a heated, yeah, discussion, elevated discussion. There we go. And I was, you know, had a moment alone, and I'm thinking, I'm praying, I'm like, you know, having those prayer thoughts, Lord, fix my wife. <laughs> Fix the situation. Transform anything her but heart. anything but. You're fix the only me. husband that's ever said this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I'm praying, it's like I'm cringing because I'm like, I'm being humbled. Yeah. Right. And I think that's one of the big keys of prayer, especially as it, as prayer relates to a husband and a wife, is that it's impossible to have a healthy prayer life and also have a prideful orientation toward God and a prideful orientation toward one another. Mm-hmm. So prayer is very, very humbling when you do it honestly. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that we oftentimes we just crank up the volume in our prayers and we just pray we get through whatever we need to recite. We forget to let the Lord actually bear his weight on us, let the Holy Spirit prompt us mm-hmm. in the ways that he wants us to change and yeah. be sanctified. And I can attest to that. I think in Gene and I praying together, it's almost like the Lord, if you're, imagine that finger pointing at your wife or your husband, and if mm-hmm. you're now beginning a healthy right. prayer time for your spouse, it's like the Lord takes that hand and just begins to <laughs> turn it so back at you. So gently and so Oh, wow, patiently. okay. Yes. But it is true. I think I have more awareness of my mm-hmm. shortcomings after a consistent season of yeah. prayer for Gene. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to realize, oh, okay, Lord, yeah, okay, maybe it's not Gene, it's me. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, there was a, a stories help here, obviously. So I want to lean into that yes. a bit with the books. And, and I think, Selena, you prayed a, what you described as a desperate prayer uh, for Ryan after you moved recently. Uh, what happened in that yeah, real-life story? Moving's a big transition mm-hmm. on everyone. And again, I think it was around the same season that you know you move. we moved to kind of a bigger house and there's more financial responsibility. And then all of a sudden it feels like business is going like this. Everything's kind of just fallen into this rut so naturally the people that you snap at more are the people you feel safe with and so he just i could tell that there was this distancing happening there was this i'm gonna put my head down i gotta work and i try to respect that because there are seasons for that but it kind of felt like we were disconnected for a lot longer than we usually are and so you know that manifests itself in just fighting uh bickering Shortness, shortness, yeah. lack of, lack of uh, grace, and any sort of affection, and yeah. so I just prayed. I said, "God, help my husband's heart." I don't know. 
maybe I am wrong in this. Like, again, please, God, open my own eyes, open my own heart to my own sin. But I feel like he's spinning his wheels. I feel like he's kind of mm-hmm. depending on himself. Uh, Holy Spirit, just manifest your uh, clarity, I guess, in him. Because we can just see things so wrong when yeah. we're trying to take hold and control the situation. Now, is this you praying on my for own, Ryan, on your own, on my <laughs> You're own, not saying this out loud. and uh, we did pray <laughs> together. Though I feel like that was that was kind of one of the turning points of praying together. I think you were able to kind of yeah. hear my heart and also see what was happening. It's hard to always see in those situations right. too. When so many spouses are high. can find themselves in the situation that you you were in, is that you you feel helpless. You yeah. feel like oh. I, I just want something that change and it's not changing. Mm. And what happens is when we go to God, it's we're recognizing our need. God, this is your domain. Right. You are the one who changes hearts. I can't do that. No matter how many times I nag, I'm speaking as a wife or as a husband, or, or I try to fix it myself, the heart is God's domain. Yeah. And so there's the humbling of myself going to God saying, only you can do this. You be God. I cannot be God. Then I think as we pray for a spouse who you know, we want God to move, we start to empathize. We start to actually have more compassion yeah. toward one another. And that to me has been one of the most radical things mm-hmm. in our in Yeah, our that's relationship. a great outcome of that. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps we didn't say this disclaimer, John, at the top, but we're talking about normally, regularly healthy relationships here, not where right. there's severe trauma in, right. the, in the marriage. And in those cases, you need help, you yeah. pastoral help or yeah. uh, counseling. And we would encourage you to call Focus, and John will give those details yeah. for those. So we don't want to diminish, uh, and I just mm-hmm. picture a wife who's really struggling because her husband's addicted to pornography or an alcoholic mm-hmm. or you know something severe. You do need to pray, yes. don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. in this context, we're talking about the general generally healthy Christian couple who just needs to remember the importance mm-hmm. of prayer in this case. And yeah. you're correcting those little things mm-hmm. that make life better and marriage better if you pray yeah. together. So let me make that disclaimer. In that regard, the nuts and bolts of how to pray, we're kind of touching on that. So let's move a little more in that direction. Uh, let me ask how couples uh, can use the Lord's Prayer. You mentioned mm-hmm. that in the books. How does the Lord's Prayer enter into your marriage in prayer? Well, it's a loose outline, right? Um, I mean, you could, of course, just pray the Lord's Prayer verbatim, top to bottom. I think that's obviously, that's how Jesus said to pray. That's great. Um, but I find it helpful as a prompt and an outline. So it starts out, our Father in heaven. Well, there's two really grounding things in that statement alone, that he is not just a cult. He's not just a king. He's not just God. He is our Father. He relates to us from in a familial way. Yeah. in a very affectionate, loving way. Mm-hmm. He's our Father, uh, and He's in heaven, all right? He's above. He reigns above. Like, that is very calibrating. So start with our Father in heaven. Okay, God, you are my loving Father. You know what I'm going through. You know this situation better than I do. You know, your kingdom come in this situation. Your will be done. You kind of see how that, going through that with your spouse in mind is very clarifying. And of course, there are more kind of rigid outlines that do correlate with the Lord's Prayer, like Acts, it's adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Um, That's helpful as well, but that's just one idea. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. The family-minded people at Deeks Insurance know what it means to properly protect your family. Whether it's your home or car, the good people at Deeks will make sure you have the right coverage at a great rate. After all, Deeks has been a licensed insurance broker since 1981, or ever since families and minivans became a dynamic duo. To see how Deeks can help you save, visit deeksinsurance.ca to get started with a quote. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. 
This is the sound of the staff here at Focus on the Family Canada every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Petitioning God for those with crisis in their marriage, for those who want to become better parents, and those who are lifting up loved ones to the hope that one day they will know the salvation that Christ has to offer. We'd love to hear from you too. Call us today with your prayer requests at 1-800-A-FAMILY or email us at prayer at FOTF.ca. Do you worry about tomorrow? Does the future feel uncertain? Is the past too painful to bear? Focus on the Family Canada is here to help, so you never have to walk alone. Every morning, our staff lift up your prayer requests. If your burdens are too much to carry on your own, you can request a free one-time call with one of our counselors at focusonthefamily.ca today. That's focusonthefamily.ca. We're here to help. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. You also recommend praying for your spouse from head to toe, which is great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that covers all of it, right? He knows every hair on our head. <laughs> so yeah. how about that? Praying for yeah. your spouse head to toe. Yeah, that's a great place to start if you don't know where to start. Uh, for Ryan, you know, for a husband, I might mm. pray for his mind. God, just be in his thoughts, lead him as mm. he thinks and works and does all the things he does. God, be with his eyes, mind, eyes, like whatever he sees may temptation flee. May he not mm-hmm. be distracted. Wow, may good. there be, you know, purity in what he sees. And then, you know, his heart, God, do what you're going to do in his heart. Cause again, that is your domain. Yeah. Uh, his hands, as he puts his hands to work, I pray that uh, he would find purpose in it. That is deeper than maybe just what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. And you talk about for the wife or praying yeah. for the wife, praying yeah. for the so, wife, uh, you know, you had mentioned this in our conversations that, you know, you can get in your own head a lot. So um, I do pray for you, again, head to toe, starting in the, the it's mind. It's that integrated brain. It is. Yeah, that, that, you're, <laughs> that you're, her thoughts would be centered on you and that you would be, you know, that her mind would be gracious toward herself even, that she wouldn't be overly mm. critical of herself. Even your, your, the words that my wife says as she's mothering our children, that you would give her words that are life-giving, um, that she would have words that are from you that would bring life into mm. uh, the hearts of our children. It begins to just prompt you. Yeah, thinking, I hear women right now going, ah, oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish my husband would pray that way. Well, he can. Hey, you can, right? <laughs> and Nothing I love holding you back. I love what I'm hearing because you're you're really reciting a lot of scripture. You're not you know verbatim, but yeah. you're taking yeah. scriptural principles and then you're speaking God's word over your spouse. Which right? if you do ever get stuck, praying through scripture is a very helpful tool yeah. as well. And that is, I think, maybe at the core of these books that we're talking about and at the core of prayer is it's. It's a response. God has initiated. He's the one who's initiated communication with us through his word, through mm, the, the word incarnate Christ. Mm-hmm. And so when we read scripture and we say, God, you said these things. Now I'm going to pray these, not holding God hostage saying, you said this, but more of a, right. this is your promise. This is who you are. I'm, I'm, stand on trust, I'm standing mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is us responding to what God has initiated. That's really good. Yeah. You know, everybody I, I would hope would have some kind of prompting, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Gary Thomas, who's a regular mm-hmm. guest here at Focus, mm-hmm. we love Gary, yeah, we and uh, <laughs> boy, what a great author mm-hmm. he is, and his concepts are so strong. He reminded us one time of a story of a man he encountered who, uh, he and his wife were, com- there was just this thing about making the bed, and he wouldn't make his side of the bed, and she was <laughs> frustrated by that. And so then he 
kind of gave that over. You know, he said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do that. And then when I do that, I'm going to pray for my wife as well. Mm -hmm. So he used it as a prompt, as a mechanism to say, every time I'm making the bed, I'm going to pray for her. And even when he would travel Mm -hmm. for work in the hotel, he would make the bed at the hotel, Mm -hmm. which I have no clue why you would do that. But (laughs) no, for him, it was the act of making the bed and Mm -hmm. then praying for his wife in that act of making the bed. So that's a very sweet way to find a prompt mm-hmm. to uh, yeah. remind you to pray for your spouse. Yeah. I've, I find my best prompts, frankly, are just being attentive to my bride. Mm. Yeah, that's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll be going about the day and I'll hear her voice something instead of just saying, trying to fix it in that moment, say, how can I pray for you right now? Yeah. Let's hold hands. Let's pray. Yeah. I think last night um, I gave my wife a reason to pray for me. She was. Uh, we, <laughs> Is this a confession? Well, we had, yeah, we had a little home emergency, okay. and I was kind of in go fix it mode. Yeah. And she said, "Is there anything I can do?" And I said, "No." And I just kept moving. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to ask her tonight. I'm pretty sure she prayed then because it, it things smoothed out a bit. <laughs> but I was, I, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I, you referred to it earlier. I've got to fix this. Yeah. And I'm not doing it in the Lord's power. I'm just doing it in John's power. And I think she probably was praying for my heart to just Chill calm out. down. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. We all experience that. Let me ask you um, for advice where couples, they're just not used to praying together. How can they break that pattern and be more comfortable with each other? I mean, there's times Gene mm-hmm. and I, when we're praying, we'll start giggling about mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know, the pace at which we're praying. Gene has an awesome reverence for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So she's she, in the morning and when we're praying together, she'll say, okay, I'll pray mm-hmm. first. And I'll say, okay. And then there's like this long <laughs> pause and I'm going, yeah. and I'll open my eye, you're you going to pray? <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting my heart in the right place. <laughs> you know, and it, so then we'll laugh about that, uh-huh. and, you know, but speak yeah. to that. I guess what I'm asking is that awkwardness for some couples yeah. just to be comfortable enough to pray to God in front of each other. I say don't let it hold you back. I mean, anything great is never easy and it can always take some time to get more comfortable in that discipline. But as believers, we are called to pray. And so uh, it does come down to obedience. So don't let the awkwardness hold you back. Lean Mm -hmm. into the awkwardness. That's good. I like that. Lean into the awkwardness. I think some of it's humorous, too. I remember a couple times with the boys when we were praying, Mm -hmm. and something was just funny. And boom, we get going. Mm-hmm. And of course, mom, you guys knock it off. We're talking to God. <laughs> and that would make us giggle <laughs> right, more. Right. And it, you sometimes you just got to roll with right. it and say, okay, the Lord, he created a sense of humor. Yeah. And, you know, just be relaxed yeah, as well. Yeah, and even a tangible, let's hold hands together. Mm-hmm. Why do we close our eyes so we're mm, not distracted? Important. We can face one another and begin praying for one another. And again, if you don't know where to start, start with the Lord's Prayer. Do it's you, okay. You 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 move through various circles. You've known a lot of people. Is mm-hmm. it pretty common? Jim's on to something here. I think there are oftentimes different mm-hmm. prayer approaches that we bring to a marriage. Yeah. How often do you Boy, see that true. as Liturgical. the barrier? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's true. I think that gives rise to a lot of that awkwardness that people feel. Like they've witnessed it in a way. Because uh, it's funny how you can have a conversation like this, and we have a certain cadence to the conversation. We have a certain way of speaking. And all of a sudden, when you turn on the prayer switch, <laughs> something changes. Dear and now, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this, it depends on where you come from, right? Mm-hmm. Or you yeah, might that's use, interesting. You say God, you know, 20 times for every, you know, 10 words, you're, you're, you repeat God's name. Um, and you would never do that talking to somebody in person. But yeah, mm-hmm. the awkwardness is real. And I think... I think it starts with recognizing that you are actually interfacing with a, the person of God, right? He's not just an ethereal spirit out there. He, God is spirit, but he's also, he, he became flesh and he is our father and, and he's indwells with the Holy Spirit. And we are responding to that. Mm-hmm. 
And the awkwardness, I think, on some level comes down to paying greater attention to other people besides God. Like we're either paying attention that we might be overheard by somebody or our spouse might think something about us or I don't like the way I sound. Well, on every level, I'm thinking about everybody else but God. Yeah. So when we fix our eyes on God, we fix our eyes on him, then again, that calibration happens. I'm talking to the living God and he has accepted me and he has said, come to me and here I am. So it begins to take the focus off ourselves. No, that's good. I'm thinking sometimes Gene and I are hoping the boys are listening, right? Right. We're praying to model it and make sure they know we're connected to the Lord in that way. Uh, I think in that respect, another key question is being able to hear from God. I mean, Like anything, if we're doing all the talking, we're not yes. doing much listening. Mm-hmm. And so the importance, and again, Gene is so good with that at the end of our prayer, just to calm our hearts and say, okay, let's just hear what the Lord's having to say mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. That's a great focal point, too. Mm-hmm. And it, it may be harder than praying, mm-hmm. is actually sitting and listening. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, especially, I think, because there are so many distractions, yeah. the pace of life. Mm-hmm. I want mm. to meet Jean. She sounds like a wonderful. She is. She's <laughs> awesome. Just a wonderful woman. <laughs> yeah, she is. She really is. Um, you know, we're wrapping up here. I want to hit three quick things that you mentioned in the book. Be hopeful, create margin, pray continually. So just fill those in, what they mean. Yeah, I think when we pray, we need to pray expecting that God will move, right? And so one that of the being things, hopeful. Yeah, that's the hopefulness. Yeah. And uh, one of the things we walk couples through uh, in this book is – they go through an inventory at the beginning where they kind of grade their marriage, the various oh. aspects of their marriage, communication, intimacy, how do we deal with financial issues, how do we deal with conflict, and they grade it on a scale of 1 to 10. And then they commit to doing these 40 days of prayer. And the hope is at the end of those 40 days, they can go back and they redo the inventory. And they say, how has God moved in our communication? How has wow, God moved good. in our – so I think we expect God to move immediately or not at all. And God doesn't often do that. He moves over time, Mm -hmm. steadily. He transforms over time through steady sanctification. And then the second piece of creating margin, he has a really good rule, uh, like a one-to-one ratio. So if I'm sitting, making my request to God for 10 minutes, maybe I should at least sit for 10 minutes Mm. and listen and wait for the Lord. Sit and be like Gene. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, and and the, and the Holy one. Spirit will tell you what to pray for in those moments too. Yes. When you give the margin, that's the conversational piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the final one, praying continually. You know, Paul tells us, and uh, I think it's First Thessalonians five seventeen, pray continually. It's a really short verse, but that's an attitude of prayer. I think early on we talked about having this kind of awareness. Mm-hmm. We have a friend who does tactical training, like for civilians, right? He's an ex Army Ranger, and one of the things he says is, "Don't when you go into a situation, it, to be situationally aware." doesn't mean you're paranoid. It just means that you're aware. Mm-hmm. And so praying continually, I think, is a function of being aware of your situation and thinking, I can pray. I can bring this to God right now. And that's an attitude of prayer. It's not that you're constantly you know, in your prayer closet, hands folded, eyes closed all day long. It's just that you know that God is with you and you can converse with him throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So true. Ryan, let's end with you praying for us. All right. Can we do that? Yes. Praying yes. for the listeners, the married couples yeah. who maybe haven't prayed together much yeah. and opening yeah. their hearts to doing it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lord, we come to you. Thank you um, for the ability to pray. Thank you that you've allowed us to converse with you this freely. Lord, I pray that it would not be something that we take for granted, but it would be something that we would um, press into and then hear and press into hearing back from you through our prayers. I pray for the husbands and the wives listening mm-hmm. to this, the marriages represented by those individuals. I pray that you would teach them how to pray. Show them how to pray for one another. Show them how to pray with each other. Remove barriers. 
uh, remove distractions and awkwardness, but Lord, I pray that they would uh, just experience your goodness in relationship with you through this gift of prayer. In your precious name, amen. Amen, and this is so good, and I hope folks will get in touch with us. What an important concept to pray together as a married couple. Contact us and get a copy of these books, 40 Prayers for My Husband and 40 Prayers for My Wife. When you purchase the books from Focus Canada, the proceeds go right back into helping couples and strengthening families. So please, join us in ministry and be generous when you give to Focus Canada today. Donate today and get your copies of both of these books by Ryan and Selena. Our number is 800, the letter A and the word family, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. And uh, when you're at our website, be sure to look for the free marriage assessment that we have there. It takes just a few minutes. It'll give you a good gauge of how you're doing in key areas of your relationship. We'll link over to that. Again, our website is focusonthefamily.ca. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ. 